0: Well, Happy New Year to you. Uh, It's uh, fantastic to be sharing God's Word with you today. And I want to start just uh, praying that you have a fantastic year. 2024 is now upon us. And uh, uh, it's a huge privilege to share God's Word just to really launch us into 21 days of prayer. I'm so excited about this. I remember when we gathered for this before COVID and had a real high point in the life of the church since I've been leading it for some 28 years or so. And so I'm very expectant as we go into 21 Days of Prayer that starts tomorrow evening, 7 p.m. We'll be meeting at the Catford venue. You want to be there on the first night. And today what I want to do is uh, really this is a message of two halves. The team felt it would be helpful for me to give you a little update, a vision update and all that's going on in the context of Kings, our growing church. Uh, And so I'm going to do that up front and then I'm going to bring a short exhortation that as a church, we would go deeper. We would gather together night after night to seek God. And so that's what I'm hoping to achieve in serving you this morning. But uh, it's great to, as I say, to preach and share God's Word at the beginning of New Year. And my blessings to you from my family to the whole King's family. Happy New Year to you. It has been a strong autumn term for us. And I just want to give you a few vision updates uh, from uh, the last term uh, and since I spoke at the Vision Sunday. Firstly, to say that we have been in another period of growth, numerical growth on a Sunday. Uh, I was told that in September and October alone, we had 160 new contacts where people gave us their information saying they'd like to know more about Kings, which then ran into a fantastic series on the Holy Spirit, uh, into a big Christmas, our 10 carol services having over 2,700 people in attendance, a strong Christmas season into New Year's Eve in the morning and watch night in the evening with over 2,000 people attending Kings last Sunday. So that is, or was it Saturday night? Uh, Sunday? No, it was Sunday. Yes, Sunday. And so uh, um, quite a remarkable uh, start to the the year. And so we're very grateful for that. And now we need to uh, start strong in prayer. And it's in the context of prayer that I want to update you on a number of things. Uh, firstly to talk to you about a really key appointment we're making on our eldership team. That's happening this first Wednesday on the 10th of January between seven and eight as a part of our, right at the beginning of our 21 days of prayer. We want to lay hands on Ernest, uh, and we're gonna do that. Dave Devonish, who oversees the church, will be with us for the evening. And so if you're coming in this first week, Wednesday would be a good one to be at, Actually, Monday would be a great one to be at. And Tuesday, we've got visitors from the States with us. So there's a lot of exciting things right at the beginning of uh, our 21 days. But eldership's really important. They are the fathers of this particular family. And uh, we commend Ernest to you. And it's great to hear such positive feedback about him. And we'll be laying hands on him on Wednesday. Uh, Jesus, when he chose his disciples who became the apostles. It says in Luke's gospel, one of those days Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. And when morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them whom he also designated apostles. Or in the New Testament church when Paul and Barnabas are Leaving churches they've planted, they leave churches in the care of elders. In fact, in Acts 14, 23, it says, Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they put their trust. So they put their trust in Jesus. Uh, but Paul, uh, as a part of his apostolic ministry, uh, laid hands on uh men to lead as fathers in the church, in the church family, and it's recorded here in Acts 14. And they did it in the context of prayer and fasting. So it's very appropriate for us as we begin the church year in prayer. And as many of us fast, I'm going to do a partial fast, uh, which means I have breakfast and then I don't eat until after the prayer meeting. Uh, I continue working. And so that is just... It's just a a kind of life balance thing for me. But I find uh, that uh, by the late afternoon, uh, I'm becoming aware of my lack of food and energy, and it helps me lean into God. Fasting, at least at one level, makes you aware of how human you are and how quickly you run out of steam without sustenance. And therefore, it helps you lean into God. I find it makes me more spiritually attuned to the Holy Spirit. And so it's a great discipline that uh, I found to do at the beginning of the year as we pray together. It's also a great crash diet uh, after the excess and fun of Christmas. Uh, so we start um, with a strong start to the 21 days and we'll be praying for Ernest on the Wednesday. I also want to take the opportunity to let you know that Ozzy, many of you know Ozzy, he's one of our elders, he's based on the Beckenham site, he's one of our trustees as well. Well, we've asked Ozzy to become chair of trustees from September a really key role in the governance of a local church, so we wanted to let you know about that. Simon Linley, who's served in that role for many years, is actually stepping back. We're very grateful for, to him, but he's just felt it was the time to hand on, and uh, in fact, he's been good enough to just stay on a couple of years more than when he originally approached me, because we wanted to get things in place with Aussie, and that's all come good now. I also want to make you aware of just two Uh, pastoral leadership decisions we've taken where we've asked Tristan and Joe to step up to become associate pastors amongst us. I will retain the role of lead elder, senior pastor, but we just want to recognise these uh, guys. Uh, Tristan actually, in many ways, he's going to continue doing He's been our executive pastor for a number of years, which, which is going to give him more to do. And so he's going to broaden into a more pastoral role as well as still overseeing the executive part of church life, which for us is finance, legal, facilities, operations, all that. side. So he's he's already involved with the Beckenham site and the Lee site in a pastoral way. And at the same time, we want to recognise Joe. Uh, Joe is leading the thriving Downham site, but He's been sitting in on our senior leadership team, he's preaching a bit more, I hope you're enjoying his gift of teaching, and we just want to recognise what God's doing with him and so we've asked him to step up and he's going to get involved a little bit more with Catford as well over this term. So just a couple of leadership moves that we wanted to uh, bring you up to date with, I hope you can see the wisdom in those decisions. Um, we uh, are now uh, not far off from moving to two meetings uh, on our uh, Lee venue. Uh, we've actually got a date for that now. We're going we're to make the move on the 17th of March. Uh, and Lee will go to a 9.30 and 11.30. And to just help sync the church up, we're going to move the Catford meetings to from 9.30 to 10am and 12 noon. So it'll be 9.30, 11.30 at... Um, Lee, and then 10 and 12 at Catfoot. We're not short of people wanting to join our church at the moment, Kings. We are in another season of growth, pretty fast for us. It's very exciting to see the hunger people have to uh, know Jesus, experience the Holy Spirit, be well taught, get into community, but it does stretch our care infrastructure, I guess, Jesus knew this, didn't he, when he's recorded in Matthew's gospel, Matthew 9. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. That would be our testimony, particularly in this. Well, this church year that started in September and through the autumn term and through into Christmas and into watch night, I'm very expectant as we start through January uh, that there are many people that wanna know God, but what, what Jesus prays for is for workers. And so I know I asked you about this in September at the Vision Sunday, that we need many people to step up and carry and care for the load, whether it's in group leadership or serving on Sunday. Uh, and we'll definitely need to do that as we multiply another meeting, this time on our Ali venue. And then lastly, as way of update, um, we would appreciate your prayers as Deb and I begin another season of travel serving the New Frontiers Apostolic Fellowship. It's a huge privilege to lead New Frontiers. It is a fast growing a multiplying church planting movement that has now two, three, four thousand churches multiplying across 90 nations. Uh, there's always something going on in that world. And as I said, in September, I'm increasingly giving more time to that. And that's one of the other reasons we're strengthening our pastoral leadership, as I've explained. And though I'm around through the whole of 21 days, uh, in, uh, I think, the 9th of Feb, we start traveling again. We're going to India for a week, meeting with 25 key couples that care for some 200 plus churches in that great nation. we then in Dubai for a weekend uh, with a really key apostolic church there that is part of the regions beyond family of churches. And then we're back for a season. We then go to Africa again, um, this time back to Zimbabwe, there i'll be leading the international team that gathers to with some care for our fellowship uh, on this occasion we've decided to go to them rather than asking them to come to the uk which we did this last year back in 23. Uh, So that's a key meeting, we're then back for a week, I think we then go to the States, we're back, we then go to Georgia, we're back, I think we're going to France with our local church team, that gets us to June, and then there's a possibility of trips to Kenya, back to the States, uh, Cyprus uh, later in the year, so it's a pretty full programme, and so therefore if you see him on a Sunday, and I'm looking a little glazed over, don't take it personally, it's just I've got a lot on my mind, And to be honest, the least of my concerns is this local church, which is thriving. I was able to travel around on watch night and see each of our three buildings full. Unfortunately, we couldn't meet on Beckenham because we hire a school. We'll continue to do that going through this year, of course. Um, But uh, to see the church in such vibrant health, it comes with real joy, but it comes with real responsibility for us as a local church to realise that we have a big vision to resource many beyond ourselves and that's what's great, While we're coming to pray at the beginning of this year. There's much gospel expansion uh, for us as a community. So, hey, look, there are some updates. Uh, giving's going well, by the way. Thank you for the additional 100,000. We just about made that uh, when we went for that in October. So all good there. We'll keep you up to date if we get a little bit behind. But at the moment, we're about on target for our 2.4 million. So uh, I'm encouraged by that, but let's keep being generous and bringing our first fruits. Let's keep honouring God uh, and then he will, he will bless us and continue to, to bless us uh, as he is. So hopefully that was helpful. That was in a sense the first half and now I'm going to make a quick jump transition to really bring a sure exhortation to the church to gather to pray. I don't know how you find prayer meetings, Some people love them. My experience is most people that come to church find them a little bit tricky and they either don't think they're spiritual enough or they're not sure what's going to go on or life's busy. I just about make it on Sundays. Don't ask me to come out midweek. I don't know what stops you or hinders you getting in the room, but I want to bring an encouragement, a challenge, an exhortation to the church to gather to pray together. And I'm hoping in these few moments, there'll be something that I say that will spark something in you to move, to act, to come, to gather, to seek God together. Um, I first want to remind you of Jesus's teaching uh, when his disciples, you know, it's the Lord's Prayer, very familiar. They, they approach Jesus and says, teach us to pray. I'm going to read those famous verses from Luke's Gospel in a moment, but then I'm going to read on less familiar, we're very familiar with the Lord's Prayer. I'm then going to read on two short parables, which I really want to focus on briefly. Let's read the text. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, Teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sinned against us and lead us not into temptation. And then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend and he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And then the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked. My children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is a friend, yet because of the man's Boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Boldness, boldly come. And so he goes on I say to you, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you, fathers? If your son asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake instead. Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So I'm not going to focus on the famous Lord's Prayer. I'm just going to focus briefly on these two little parables. The first tells a story of a friend going to a friend because someone's come to his house someone comes knocking at his house door late at night and says, look, can you provide hospitality for me? Now, culturally, in this Eastern culture, if someone turned up, you'd open up your house. And if you opened up your house, you would want to show hospitality. And how you do that is providing food. That's one way you do it. But it's late at night. He's run out of supplies. He's got no bread. So he goes out and knocks at someone else's door and says, look, can I have some uh, bread? And the guy goes, look, it's midnight. My kids are asleep. You can sort of see the picture. They're they're maybe in a small room. The kids are sleeping with their parents. It's a kind of that kind of eastern feel and view. And he says, oh, I don't really want to do this. But because of the boldness, the persistence of the friend asking the friend for help, the scripture says he will give him the bread, which he does. And therefore he can go back and provide hospitality to the person that is visiting. So what you have here is huh, you have people knocking at a door, one who's on a journey knocks at a door. Can you provide hospitality? A friend runs to a friend, knocks on the door. Can you provide me some bread? It then goes on to tell this story. Maybe more familiar with this one about you know this parallel. Well, if if you ask seek a knock, if you ask seek a knock, it says six times in the passage. Ask seek knock. Ask seek knock. If you do that, won't the Father give you the Holy Spirit? You know, if a good, a good dad will give good gifts to his children, how much more even bad fathers will give good gifts to the Father? How much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those that ask? And so basically I have these two parables after the teaching on the Lord's Prayer of application, which really focus on be bold in your asking, be bold in your coming. Seek, knock. Um, Tom Wright, who some of you will know is a, a, a really great writer, scholar, says, Jesus is encouraging a kind of holy boldness, a sharp knocking on the door, an insistent asking, a search that refuses to give up. And that's what our prayer should be like. I I wanna ask you, I wanna invite you to get in the room. You need to get in the room. And when you do, you need to come boldly and approach with faith. Hebrews 4 puts it this way, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to feel sympathy for our weaknesses, but we have one who's been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet did not sin. And let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence or boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You need to get in the room. So here it is, Kings. I'm asking you all to come to uh, the 21 days of prayer. In fact, I'm asking everyone that calls Kings the home church to come at least one evening a week. Now, all of you can do that. I know you're all busy, unless you're away uh, on business, Holiday, you're unwell, I'm sure you can prioritise one hour, seven to eight on one evening. Many of us will do a lot more than that. I'm going to try and get to all of them. I think I can probably get to 19 or 20 of them with some family commitments and a work commitment that I need to be away for a day. But I'm, 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 I'm all in and I'm encouraging you to be as well. And for some of you, the problem is simply the inertia to get in the room. I wanna ask you, come on, it will do you good. And it will be great to be with God's people seeking him. And as we do, we'll boldly approach. We'll boldly approach because that is the exhortation that the scripture gives. When we're in the room, we will then secondly be God-focused. God-focused. I wanna just draw your attention to a New Testament prayer now. Um, a New Testament you know the New Testament church as recorded in Acts familiar again just want to bring out some and re-emphasize a couple of things that maybe I've mentioned before this is in Acts 4 23 on their release Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders have said to them and when they heard this they raised their voices together in prayer to God They did what your power and will decided before should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly, boldly come, boldly go. So when we're in the room, we're going to start by being God focused. In fact, that's what we see in the Lord's Prayer as well. It says, you know, come and hallowed be thy name. You know, worship him, exalt him, uh, honour him, adore him. Or in the Acts 4 passage, it says they came to him and said, Sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. And so... We're going to follow a pretty similar pattern most nights. We will gather, we'll start sharp at seven, on the dot. If you're running a bit late, don't worry, just come in, others do that as well. And we're going to start probably 15, 20 minutes of worship. We will praise God. We will start being God's focused. Now, I've heard people teach over the years that if you've got a problem, start with your problem and go to Jesus. I like personally, I like to do it the other way around. I like to lift my eyes. I like to be god focused first. I need to remind myself who I'm approaching. I boldly approach him and I remind myself this is the creator of all things. This is the savior of the world. This is this is who I'm approaching. And that helps me when it comes to praying about the problem or challenge I have. And so we'll start Start that way we will start God focused and then we'll pray about some things we'll particularly give space for prayer for the Holy Spirit and then we'll finish it with, with worship and be done by sharp eight o'clock so that 's how we're going uh, that 's how we're going to do it kings and um, uh, one of the other things that we'll probably do is We will take the opportunity on occasion to raise our voices together. So there's something that we need to get more confident and used to, that there are times as a church that when one of the leaders says, let's just all pray out, that we all put words on our faith into the area that we're seeking to pray into. And then lastly and quickly, um, we'll be together. What we're going to do, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. In fact, to illustrate this, I've just got this picture again. This is sometimes how I prepare. It just visualizes it for me. I hope it does for you. On this occasion, I'm looking at the famous uh, landing that happens at the end of Ephesus. Uh, Sorry, the letter to Ephesians. And uh, um, Paul these famous words about the armor of God and everyone's familiar with this you know the picture of the armor of God and there's a like it's, a, it's taken from the picture of a Roman soldier and we've got you know we're we're not fighting against flesh and blood there's the devil and his schemes and so it's a spiritual warfare and so we need to put all in the armor I want to draw your attention again not to the maybe the famous bit but just a few land verses Paul lands his teaching on spiritual warfare and the army of God in verses 18 to 20. And he says this and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people and pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given so that I, that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I'm am an ambassador in change. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Oh, so much one could say here, but quickly just to say, The emphasis on prayer in the context of battle. Five times, pray, prayers, praying, prayer, pray. But also pray that I may declare the message fearlessly. I may proclaim the gospel with boldness or confidence. Or as it lands in Acts 4 when it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God boldly. So I'm hoping, kings, as we gather through 21 days of prayer, we will boldly come, come boldly, approach the throne of grace, come with confidence, come knocking that we will encounter the Holy Spirit. We will be changed from the inside out and we will leave and we will proclaim boldly. We will boldly come and boldly go.